Welcome back everyone to Movie Geek and Proud, the show where there are no guilty pleasures in film. Fuck the haters and be proud of your taste. I'm your host Rob with another Rob's Rewind. This is where I rewatch a film in my collection and see if it holds up. To stay on the shelf, it has to score a four or above out of five or get tossed and traded for a store credit figuratively anyway. Let's start the show. Hello, MGs. So before I even start today's review, I just want to say that there is nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned, wholesome, happy, positive Christmas film. I have a few favorites of my own, and I don't reject sunshine and rainbows and Christmas trees, family gatherings, etc. You know, I'm not emo, except for snow. Now, snow can go straight to hell. It is just that when the holidays come around... I enjoy watching those unconventional, maybe even darker Christmas films just a bit more. This is also a good time to watch horror movies also. I think just around October during Halloween season, around Christmas time, I also get in a very horror movie mood. Today I am reviewing a film adapted from a Charles Dickens immortal classic. This film has violence, tears, ghosts, more violence, lots and lots of yelling, Old women dying of heart attacks, a man who freezes to death, even a cat getting kicked squaw in the stomach, all while bringing the holiday cheer and the power of change, second chances, and believing. I'm talking about Scrooged from 1988 starring Bill Murray. Here's a trailer. From Paramount. Spend the holidays with Bill Murray. Watch out. As he learns the true meaning of Christmas. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. Whether he likes it. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Or not. (laughs) See Bill Murray get screwed. A selfish, cynical television executive is haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. I love this film, that it's become an annual tradition for me to watch each year around the holidays. However, now I had to watch it with a critical eye, so how did this film hold up this time? Will this movie stay on my shelf? Let's begin. So I want to start with my engagement. And right off the bat, let's just acknowledge the great and powerful Danny Elfman for his wonderful score, knocking it out of the park once again. The intro to the film is just great. The sound of Christmas, but also very dark. Also carolers, especially children carolers, can both either be soothing, but also sound very sinister when you hear them. I love the idea of the Christmas carol and being visited by ghosts and examining your life. I just like that type of plot, plus the title, perfectly titled, using the word Scrooge as a verb. This film always keeps my attention from start to finish. I'm still laughing hysterically throughout, and there are even times in the movie where you really see how disgusting and horrible Bill Murray's character, Francis Lumpy Xavier Cross, is to his employees at IBC, but does it with such a flair to keep it funny that you don't take it too seriously. Oh my gosh. Does that suck? Oh, 
We have spent $40 million on a live TV show. You guys have got an ad with America's favorite old fart reading a book in front of a fireplace. Now, I have to kill all of you. There were also moments of seriousness once we got towards the middle of the film where he really understands the error of his ways and how much power and influence he has in causing it. It is also great to notice and match these characters to where they would match with the Dickens story. The makeup work throughout this film was really great too, which is understandable why it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. But that year, it did lose to the fantasy comedy film Beetlejuice, which I will allow. So full points on engagement. With the acting, so I thought the acting in this movie was superb. It's really unfortunate that Bill Murray did not have a great time filming this and found it very, I shouldn't say excruciating, but very miserable on set. He's a wonderful lead, bringing the pain and also being able to still be sympathetic for him. His comedic timing is on point, and if anything was ad-libbed, he delivered it very well. Alfred Woodard, the devoted and underappreciated assistant, keeping us on our toes, as I'm saying as the audience, making sure that no matter how little you have, you never give up. Bobcat Goldthwait really shined in this, I thought, watching this with a critical eye. I don't think I ever really saw him like I did in this last viewing. The voice of reason, also brave enough to stand up to the scary boss. One, he's let go the day before Christmas, and then he turns into the Goldthwait that we all know. The lion sort of swirly voice and just being extra messy as what we realized, but before that he was very clean cut, the glasses, very serious, and someone who really loves his job. He really showed his versatility in this, I thought, and if you even close your eyes and listen, sometimes, I don't know why, but sometimes you could hear Channing Tatum's voice. Somewhere in there when I first started seeing Channing Tatum in movies, I don't know, for some reason, I feel that their voices are very similar. You know, in a lot of ways, I think we're a little bit like... Sir, Merry Christmas. Um, okay. Do you like cheese? Oh, <laughs> I like goose too. The MVP has to go to the Ghosts of Christmas. John Forsyth, David jo- uh, Johansson, and the incredible Carol Kane. I thought that they all did a fantastic job with the parts that they were given. Forsyth with his amazing delivery and creepy humor. Johansson with his maniacal laugh. It was just so infectious. How do you know my name? I know absolutely everything, Frank. You see, I'm the ghost. (laughs) And Kane, oh my God, Kane with her physical abuse and comedic timing delivering every punch And I will say with every punch is for the little guy who ever wanted to punch that rich 1% spreading that bah humbug everywhere. I did read that Carol Kane had a really hard time being that violent and physical with Bill Murray, but you know, you got a job to do. So good for her because it paid off. I thought those parts were really funny. The Ghost of Christmas Present 
who is played by Carol Kane, is basically saying the truth is super painful. So literally getting punched with every realization of what he has been doing to his staff and also to his family, more so his brother. They all took advantage of their small time on screen, making their parts very miserable as much as our lead. I didn't see any shortage of acting in this film or any signs that anyone was phoning it in, And I want to give a shout out to Regina King, who played Woodard's character, Grace, her daughter. So full points on the acting as well. The writing, I thought, was good too. A modern take on a classic taking place at a studio adapting the story the plot is based on, which I think is genius. The love story in this movie uh, between the film is Hollywood formula. With a story like this, you didn't necessarily need a love story, but usually with any Hollywood movie, you gotta have somebody fall in love with someone else. So that brings in Karen Allen. I enjoy Karen Allen and the joy that she brought to the film. Could this film have survived without a love story? I'm not sure, but with a film where you already know what is going on and what's going to happen from literal beginning to end... You have to add a little something to make it unique and somewhat unpredictable. I thought the jokes were good, but they weren't great. There were some that did not work as well as it used to back in the day. The added characters like an up and rising exec Bryce Cummings, who is played by John Glover, trying to take his job, and the census woman on set constantly getting hurt, who we then find out that isn't as PC as she's hired to enforce. These characters were okay but not really needed to further the story. Let's also add the satire or lenses on the entertainment industry. His work ethic, I'm speaking about Frank Cross, wanting to make it to the top. The transitions of his past and happiness slowly being torn away around the holidays, the makings of a TV show slash movie, or the environment of showbiz. With Frank Cross traveling with the Ghost of Christmas present, That moment of watching a man who never comes down from his tower to get a glimpse of how people whose shoulders he is clearly standing on, on how they live. And I found that very important and cathartic to see that he is witnessing what goes on with his employees. Wouldn't it be amazing if most of the 1% really saw what it's like and got to see what is really going on? With this film being a fantasy, you tend to let some of the plot holes and questions go because that really isn't the point of the movie. So I'm giving a full point for writing. There wasn't enough to bring it down even though I did find problems with the script. Next is my recommendation. So how would this movie work today? So my opinion is, should I still be preaching the good word, getting people wrapped up for the holiday season with this film? This is actually a tough one. Everyone, from what I can tell, loves Bill Murray. I mean, to the point that he cannot do no wrong. Most people are aware of the Dickens tale as it continues to be used as an outline for other titles out there, giving it their own twist. So the movie is very funny, but... That is very subjective. Could people see this as a clumsy and cluttered mess with no original idea? This is very possible. With so many adaptations out there, why would this one need to be viewed along with the rest? I think people may prefer The Muppets Christmas Carol over Scrooged. In fact, according to Twitter and Instagram, most people want the more organic, happier Christmas glee in their films around the holiday. Putting up a poll of Scrooge against Muppet uh, Christmas Carol 
it seems that Muppet Christmas Carol definitely is adored more than the dark sort of comedy of Scrooge. With the film like Muppet Christmas Carol versus Scrooge, that movie, along with other sort of happier Christmas titles, can be viewed with family and friends around this time, and it would take a particular someone with that type of taste to enjoy a movie like Scrooge. But they are out there. I still recommend this film, but there is a clear viewing that some people may like the former. So with that being said, I am going to give a half a point on recommendation. Last but not least, we have rewatchability. So since I watch this every year and still enjoy it every time, that's a half a point already. But does this movie need to be in my collection? I think you would have more bragging rights owning other Christmas films than you would with Scrooge. Those who have a gravitational pull towards this anti-holiday films and more of a darker twist, this film is a must-have. This currently isn't streaming for free on streaming channels, so owning it, it wouldn't be so bad instead of having to try and find it out in a store to own or rent it the next time you're online. So another half a point for bringing this to a total of four out of five, which means that this will stay on the shelf to live another day. So that concludes my review of Scrooge. So before I end this episode, I want to share with you one of my new segments that I'm going to bring on most likely during the Rob Rewind episodes, and that's called Quarantine Quickies. Wear a mask. Basically what this is, is that over the past year that we have been dealing with this pandemic has allowed me to stay quarantined at home and watch a lot of films that I most likely didn't have time for when I was leaving my place to go to the office and also socializing with friends outside of my home. Being quarantined, I find myself to be watching tons of movies. The first one that I wanted to talk about and give you just a quick review is Freaky. This is Christopher Landon's follow-up to his Happy Death Day films that he is most noticeable about. And this movie stars Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn. 17-year-old Millie Kessler spends her days trying to survive high school and the crew actions of the popular crowd. But when she becomes the latest target of the butcher, the town's infamous serial killer, her senior year becomes the least of her worries. When the butcher's mystical dagger causes him and Millie to magically switch bodies, the frightened teen learns that she has just 24 hours to get her identity back before she looks like a middle-aged maniac forever. I could not wait for this movie to come out, and it was definitely worth the wait. I really, really had a fun time watching this movie. Christopher Landon is starting to become a very important director in the genre of horror. His great way of mixing comedy and scares is really good and I have to point out that even though his Happy Death Day films were PG-13 and he did an amazing job with that, this film is rated R and I will say that that comes mostly with the violence and the kills that happen in this film. It is bloody, it is gory, it is messy. I just want to give a good shout out to Vince Vaughn. He did such a wonderful job playing a teenage high schooler, especially a shy one at that. I think he is, his comedic chops were very well done, 
And this movie was a lot of fun. I thought the jokes were great. I thought some of the supporting characters were awesome. There was a little bit of the film that I thought was missing. I couldn't put my finger on it. I think maybe I wanted more backstory with the serial killer. But overall, I think this movie is definitely worth the watch. I'm giving this movie a solid 4 out of 5. And I definitely recommend this to be watched by any horror fans out there. So definitely check it out. So in the same tradition as the film Scrooge, let's close this episode up with the song sang by the entire cast. Put a little love in your heart. I always enjoy listening to this song at the end of the film. Come on, I know you guys know the words. Sing along with them. I hope you enjoyed this review and you can view this rating and other ratings from Rob's Rewind on Letterboxd under the name Rob's Rewind. For other titles in my collection that have been rewatched and reviewed so far in the show Movie Geek and Proud. Check out our archive reviews on my website moviegeekandproud.com. Also check out other archive reviews on my website Movie Geek and Proud. It is so great to be back after such a long break off the show. I hope that you guys enjoyed this and remember there are no such things as guilty pleasures in film. Fuck those haters and you be proud of your taste in movies. This is Movie Geek and Proud.